This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket. Theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary hanging out with you guys. Rico, what's up? Hello. How we doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Like, we're, we're feeling feel good like today. I can't hear myself. Uh, you need a, the, the, the little dial thing is all the way over there, so I'll let you slide on over. Do the Chris Collins where slide, slide over, and, and we're all good to go. As always, 402-464-464. 5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire way here. Can you hear yourself? I think, yep, now I can. All right, good. Very strange. That's all right. We got it all figured out. Um, Sip broke the microphone. Not broke the microphone. It did its thing where it came yep. un, un, or off this little unscrewed. spinny. Un, unscrewed, thank yep. you. Off the spinny spin. Off the spinny thing. And uh, so we had to hold it the entire middle segment of the 7 o'clock hour. That dude and, is, and I said, "Are you okay?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'll just hold it. I'll just I'm okay with holding that it." So he's, he's sitting there with his elbow laying or resting on the desk, just holding the just the microphone, <laughs> like but, a cool guy. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Um, like I said, four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline Starter Heyman text line, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all those avenues for you guys to incorporate your thoughts. Uh, we got a full show ahead. A lot of stuff going on. We're going to give our thoughts once again on the college football playoff championship game last night. Um, Can I say something about that? Because I keep seeing this and I never actually yeah, yeah, one heard second. it and I listened to it earlier. But you go we'll, ahead. we'll preview. Yeah, you go ahead. So college football national t- title game. Then it's I want to talk about Husker hoops going on tonight. Mm-hmm. Husker football transfer portal targets mm-hmm. as well because it's going to be a busy afternoon slash evening for Husker football fans, there's a couple guys that Nebraska fans should keep tabs on that are making decisions. And then also, we have Steve Mark, our good friend of Inside Nebraska, the rival site for the Huskers who covers football and men's basketball for the guys over at Rivals, will uh, join us here in the second segment as well. So, um, once again, want to hear your thoughts over the entire show. Uh, feel free to give us a call, 402-464-5685. College Football National Championship game. 65 to 7 Georgia wins in a in a in a in convincing fashion Just dominating fashion so i keep so, i i kept seeing nolan smith's post game mm-hmm. uh speech rant whatever um to maria martin yeah and uh <laughs> he said this is this is a quote from him they thought we were going to go 7 and 5 we end up perfect i can talk trash now cuz i'm done i'm a dog for life and i will always be a dog I don't think anybody anywhere thought Georgia was going to go seven and five. Yeah, I, I'm curious. So I saw that as well, and I'm curious to see. Now I don't know how many people picked them to repeat. No, I'll tell you this right now. But I can't think of a single person who thought Georgia was going to go more than two losses. Fewer, yeah, I was going to say fewer than ten wins. I think that's safe. I think there's a lot of there was a lot of uh, belief at the beginning of the season 
that out of the SEC, one team would prevail, and it's either going to be Georgia or, or Alabama. Alabama. It was those two. In, in all honesty, I'm not sure people saw Tennessee being as active in the top five as they were, right? Because we had the potentially the game of the year between Alabama and Tennessee going on, and that was what really put Tennessee on the map. Mm-hmm. And then you had Georgia blowing out LSU in the SEC title game, and Georgia ended up being the team out of the SEC to represent in the in the college football playoff. In the 2022 preseason AP Top 25 poll, do you know where Georgia was at, Rico? Second. Third. And they had three first-place votes. Yeah, that's so not seven a, and five. A seven and five team does not get three first-place votes and is not ranked third in the preseason AP poll. I don't know where Nolan Smith was getting his news from, but it surely wasn't a reputable source. Nebraska got, just a reminder, Nebraska got it one, it's unnecessary. one receiving vote for the top 25 poll mm-hmm. behind Utah State. Utah State was bad this year. They were very bad. Their, their offense, they unfortunately, Utah State could not move the uh, the football. Um, interesting. Some So it, it's crazy to think about how, how schools, sh- you know, panned out in this AP preseason AP poll. Tennessee was not in the initial AP poll. Really? Texas wasn't. Um, Penn, well, State, Texas, Penn State was not. Texas got into the AP poll after losing to Alabama. Remember? I, that shows the that shows well you have to you have to ask yourself, does Texas beat Alabama if Quinn Ewers doesn't get the collarbone injury? Probably, but still They shouldn't have gotten in. You moved up after a loss. Well, yeah, so that's that's insane to think about. Um Penn State, who ended up winning the Rose Bowl, was not ranked in the top twenty five. Great. It was like the thing is that's a that's a great season for them going unranked and then winning the Rose Bowl. But also at the same time mm-hmm. for Penn State, it's still not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So um let's see. Kansas State was not ranked in the initial AP poll. They only had fourteen receiving votes. Um, let's see. Is there anybody else? Auburn was Kansas State had close. a top five Heisman candidate for about six weeks, and it's not named Deuce Vaughn. Nope. I really like Deuce Deuce Vaughn. I- I'm going to miss seeing Deuce Vaughn in the college game. Me and him are the same, same size. I am Deuce Vaughn. You are Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is not Rico though. No, Deuce Vaughn is not Rico, but I am Deuce Vaughn. Rico is Deuce Vaughn. I could have been Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> I-, I suppose so. If I would have played running back in high school, I'd have been Deuce Vaughn. I'm not sure you would. You're, you're built like Deuce Vaughn. I don't I mean, think Deuce Vaughn was built like Deuce Vaughn in high school. Your measurables, I'm sure, are similar to if where I worked out your like, weight and if, well, obviously, if, if you I was, worked out if I like was a running Vaughn. back and I worked out like Deuce Vaughn, I'd look like Deuce Vaughn. I hope I, I maybe I need to look up Deuce Vaughn's track times because I'm sure he ran track. I need to see how fast he was to see if we're comparable. We could we could we could look this up here because my well, high if, school you know what's what, funny? what if what my if high school coach ended up after the season or running hurdles he didn't um, my high school coach after the season told me if you wanted to play running back you would have started and I was like I didn't say that I didn't want to play running back I just wanted to get on the field so what do you think your forty time would have been back in the day four five four six Deuce Vaughn's got you beat well, I never I don't four know. four three I feel like I could have done that. Deuce Vaughn, four four three. Okay, but that's not a track time. That's a 40. it's not. But it's hey, if you want to play running back, I never, if you want to be Deuce Vaughn. I never you ran have a to, forty. Well, it's, I it's ran really a handheld. Too, it, I ran a handheld forty, and it was a four four. It's, it's really too bad because now we can, we sit here, however many years later, ten years later, and we can't we can't compare. 
rightfully so. Um, yeah, that's, that's a bummer. I, I I tried to look up Deuce Vaughn track and, I found and it. nothing. Christopher Vaughn, nice. Round Rock Cedar Ridge High School. Don't know if that's actually where he went. Um, but if this is him, here we can we can look up Deuce Vaughn real quick. I feel like this is is somewhat important what to cl- yeah. What class was he? This is the twenty twenty his senior year. Twenty four seven. He would have been. He was in the class of twenty twenty. Okay, then I am faster than Deuce Vaughn. No, Rico, Rico, he, you're he not going to do this. He ran an eleven two in the hundred. And what did you run in the? I ran in, the, in, the, in, the in high school. Yeah, eleven flat. Okay, so you're two hundredth of a second quicker. That's fa- that's a that, that's big a big that's a big gap. Track. Yeah, I understand. I wasn't trying to diminish it. I'm faster than Deuce Vaughn. I wasn't trying to diminish it. You, okay, make sure you use the right context. You were faster than Deuce Vaughn. I'm and, faster and, than Deuce in your Vaughn. senior year he of high school. He only jumped. He only jumped twenty feet five inches. That's his farthest. And what was your farthest in high school? Yeah, yeah, yes. Whatever we're comparing. Twenty one feet. Okay, nice job, Rico. So you, I can, am Deuce Vaughn. You are Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> Deuce Vaughn coming out of high school in Round Rock, Texas, Cedar Ridge High School, um, in twenty twenty. He was five foot six, one sixty six. And listen to this. We talk about evaluation mm-hmm. on the recruiting trail. He was the one hundred and sixtieth best player in Texas mm-hmm. and the one thousand two hundred and thirty fifth best player in the country coming out of high school. And so I guess if you were listening to early break this morning, Sip and I were talking about evaluation and recruiting, whether it's down in Texas. And we've talked about it at nauseum, mm-hmm. Rico, on this show, to where the three-star, the guy that's under-recruited down in Texas, is going to be, could possibly be, a better fit, a better football player, a more polished football player than a higher three-star or higher-rated guy in some other state. Yes. That maybe the high school football landscape isn't as deep. That could be the case for Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn's going to be an... I, he's going to be an NFL draft pick kind of guy. I, I think Deuce Vaughn... When does he get picked? Because running backs have not been picked in the first round a lot lately, especially a, a, a running back as small as he is. I, he's extremely... Yeah. Supremely talented. Um, But if you're comparing him to the likes of a Jimmy okay. Gibbs... Yeah, you know he's he's smaller, and you're so, gonna take a lot see. of big hits. Does this? Hmm. I'm trying to find a a comp because the the articles are coming out now. Obviously, this is before guys' pro days and and everything like that. Which pro days are are pretty scripted. Mm-hmm. So personally, I take pro days with a grain of salt because Zach Wilson, his pro day was because was was a big reason he was the number two overall pick. Um he had that one throw that was across his body down the center of the field that basically allowed him to be drafted second overall. Yep. Um, okay, I'm trying to find a comp here Oh, for the NFL. Um, I, I'm struggling to find it. We might not have it quite yet. So either way, I, I would – NFL draft profile, Deuce Vaughn. All right. Um, one-liner explosive playmaker with elite top-end speed and wiggle to make any defender miss a tackle. Fourth or fifth round. That's my guess. I, I would go I would go there as well. Oh, great. And this comes from the NFL at Sports Illustrated. Okay. Round se- second to third round. Oh. 
Um, evaluation, it says this could be quietly the most explosive player in college football and has all the tools you want to see. Elite breakaway speed, extremely agile with the shiftiness to make anyone miss. He is a very small running back, but it doesn't prevent him from dominating a football game. Mm-hmm. He's a patient runner with phenomenal field vision and can turn a loss of yards into a five-yard gain, and the defense can't stop it from happening. He is a smooth and clean route runner with very good hands. He understands how to get open and be a great outlet for his quarterback. On the downside, his size makes him a little bit of a liability in pass protection. He has an outstanding work ethic, and no matter the score, he's giving everything he has. Um, so obviously there's more there. Um, the, though he is a powerful runner, he doesn't have great strength and can be overwhelmed easily. He's almost a carbon copy of former NFL and Kansas State running back Darren Sproles. That was somebody on the text I mentioned that I thought that as well. I don't think he's as strong as Darren Sproles was. If you go mm-hmm. back and look at lifting videos of Darren Sproles, even when he was at K-State, I think he was squatting like six six plates. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Here's what's crazy, and this is kind of jarring. He is six months younger than I am. Hmm. Little jarring. I'm not going to lie to you. Christopher Vaughn. Christopher Deuce Vaughn. So uh, there's that for you. All right, so let's get to the... Uh, AJ says third round by the Patriots or Raiders. If if Deuce you would like Vaughn him on the Patriots. the Patriots, I am immediately buying a Deuce Vaughn jersey. Yeah, immediately. Deuce Vaughn. I need a Matthew Slater jersey because that one will never go out of style. I, I need a so a special team specialist. Now, now that we've gotten to Love the now that we've gotten to the off season, jerseys will start to go on sale on like fanatics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I need to decide which Detroit Lions jersey because now I can't like get a Monroe. I can't just not have them as my team. Get a as my team that, that I'm cheering for. That's your boy. I'll probably get a Monroe. Maybe Jamal Williams. Me and Jamal Williams both like anime. It's great. Jamal Williams would be a good one. Amon Ra. Um, I also would like Jamison Williams. That'd be a fun one. Why don't you get a Jared Goff since you love him so much? Because he's not going to probably be there. What if he is? Hey, then if we'll take. Re- a, we'll happily re- take another four hundred or forty-four hundred plus throw, uh, passing yard season with less than seven interceptions. If he resigns, will you get a Jared Goff jersey? Man, it depends how long he resigns for. If he, re- if he, I learned my lesson with the whole Javier Baez and the Cubs deal. Mm. I, I, I chose my heart over like the the smart to because I knew Javier Baez was one of my favorite players growing up in his early years with the Cubs. However, if I was smart at that time, I wouldn't have bought a Javier Baez jersey because understanding the business, knowing he would have gotten traded. I got a Javier Baez Team Puerto Rico jersey. Which that will never not work. It's great. That will never not not be valid. I love it. So, I don't know. I, I Dansby Swanson, I'll probably end up getting the Dansby Swanson Cubs jersey. They made the long-time commitment to him. I love Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson, seven years, 117 mil. I hate that he plays for your team now. We love Dansby Swanson. I always, I always love. This is a pro Dansby show. Pro Dansby and pro Chicago Cubs show. Not pro Chicago Cubs, just pro Dansby. All right. Well, either way, so we'll we'll see what happens. Either way, okay. Let's talk about the college football playoff real quick because because it was disgusting. It was it was disgusting, and I said that I want to get your thoughts on this. There's a difference between. A, a, a strong roster mm-hmm. and a and a strong program. Okay. D- do you understand where I'm kind of coming from this? A little bit, yeah. I think there's there was a lot of value, and maybe we kind of shortchanged this this idea as well. The the been there before factor. 
Okay. Because like I look at last night's game, and I there were some conversations this morning, whether it was on the early break, Sip asked me, or, or the drive, AD and Raf talked about it, whether or not last night's game diminished what TCU did this season. And I, I personally don't think it did. However, people are going to remember this yes. championship game. Yes. What have you the done for 65, me 65 to 7 And the last thing loss. you remember is TCU not being yeah. able to do a damn thing against Georgia. Exactly. Um, but then there's also the point where, it, like you just said, that been there before factor. I was listening to Old School with Jay and DP uh, on from 4 to 6, if you guys care to listen. It's a great show. And Jay was talking about, well, they were both talking about the the difference in a national championship game is compared to every other game. Mm-hmm. Everything takes so much longer. The commercial breaks are longer. The 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 warm up and then the break from after you warm up to when you actually get onto the field is longer. Uh, just everything is different. Mm-hmm. And Georgia's done it before. They've done it three times in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, TCU's nobody on that roster has ever done that. I, I think I think except it's- for. I think one person transferred from Georgia to TCU. So like one person's done it before, but mm. everybody else you're not you're not used to that. You're used to, you know, a regular game where you warm up, you go into the locker room, you come back out. And Jay was talking about how important the warm up is and how you actually need to go all out in the warm up mm-hmm. to get yourself ready for what's about to happen and because you're going to be waiting in the locker room for an extended period of time. And then during those commercial breaks, during those breaks on the field, Keep, stay warm, stay locked in because it's going to take longer than it normally mm-hmm. does with all of the sponsors that bought all these commercials and they got to get their airtime and all this. So TCU, it, it could be that they weren't ready for the moment, moment. It could be that they weren't fully prepared for everything that goes into playing in a national championship game mm-hmm. from the uh, preparation side of things. It could be that Georgia's just that much better, but there's so much more that goes into this than just the play on the field that maybe some people aren't taking into account. And I and I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from Georgia and what they did to TCU, but there's a lot of other things that went into it. You know, maybe TCU scores you know another two touchdowns, but still mm-hmm. doesn't you know win the game. I, I, that's where I wonder. And I I, I want to ask Jay. May, I might have to stick around till Jay gets here because I'm, I'm curious his thoughts on this whole. I felt like it was it wasn't even a sense of like TCU wasn't prepared to play or wasn't didn't come out ready to play or wasn't juiced up for the the moment. Mm-hmm. I I looked at it as Georgia is just that good. <laughs> they really are. That 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 dominant across all 22 positions. You had four and five stars everywhere. You're and so, you're your lowest recruited person mm-hmm. on your offense or your defense more than likely I haven't looked at them actually more than likely, is your quarterback. Yeah. Who was a two-star coming out of high school, walked on, went to a junior college, and then got a scholarship back to his dream school. It's just... That's, the, that is the, the quote-unquote worst player coming out of high school on your roster. Which, I guess, like, I look at this then... And he's a Heisman finalist. I look at this then, and... I think to myself, what is the scope, and how long does it take... To, for you to get to be a program like Ohio State, like Georgia, like Alabama, like Clemson. Because now we always talk about, is there a talent disparity or talent gap between the top four teams and the rest of the field? Mm-hmm. But now, over the last couple of years, wh- whether it's been the, the blowouts in the semifinals or now last night's route... Mm. Is there a talent disparity, a noticeable talent disparity between the top two or three seeds and then the four seed that just squeaks in? 
because if you I think, about, I mean, think, so. think about the four seed that has squeaked in every single year. It's been Cincinnati, Notre Dame, or now TCU. And I, I don't know if we know the answer to it. I mean, Oklahoma's been a three seed multiple times and got they have blown been. out. Yeah, yeah, they make it closer in the fourth quarter. But we've also but seen it, and, and we've also, to your credit, or to your point, we've seen it where Ohio State has a four seed in the first ever CFP ended up the whole thing. winning the whole thing. As But then we also saw it Alabama's, where Michigan, Michigan State was in a, a, a four seed, lost 55-0. to zero. Didn't score a single point. Alabama doesn't win their conference championship, squeaks in off of a couple losses from mm-hmm. other teams, wins the whole thing. Yeah, so I, I don't... I don't know, and maybe I know TCU was not the four seed. TCU was the three seed, but and maybe I misspoke, so I apologize. But maybe that's a conversation we have two or three years from now, where may, where we don't have quite the expanded playoff, but it's man, there's a real talent dis- discrepancy or dis- you know difference in the one and two and three seeds, or the one and two seeds more than likely mm-hmm. than the four seed. And maybe expansion helps with that. I mean, there's always been a talent discrepancy between the top teams. I mean, you just see those top 25 teams are usually Mm -hmm. also the top 25 teams when it comes to recruiting. Yeah. They're getting the best players, which is why they're playing the best. Now, it also helps that that a lot of those teams have uh, extremely good coaches and coaching staffs. Mm -hmm. But when you look back on it and you say, oh, Georgia has, you know, five five stars in this recruiting class in their you know 2017 recruiting class and i'm not i don't know that for a fact i'm just picking a year they have five five stars in their 2017 recruiting class and then two years down the line they win a national championship like well those guys are juniors now they were the best players coming out and they only got better with the strength and conditioning mm-hmm. and the coaching that they got from those that Georgia staff. Of course, they're going to win a national championship. Yeah, they had the, they had the most the most talented players coming into their school. Well, we've heard we've heard former Nebraska coaches um, talk about how you need to have the players, and Georgia proved that last night. Mm-hmm. You need to have depth, and you need to have the players. And when you if you are a team like TCU that maybe doesn't have the, the I mean it's it's hard to and when I talk about program, I mean that type of depth in multiple positions stars everywhere yes. both as the starter and as the backup and a team like TCU that here in their first year they're taking this giant leap to becoming this program that has national prominence i wonder how much we we will see that in the future i don't know if transfer portal can balance it out i'm not sure if nil can balance it out well, got, i think it's a learning curve for everybody yeah they got 30 new players coming in next year yeah it's going to be interesting to see and, and also I don't. I wonder how people feel about Sonny Dykes. I mean, Sonny Dykes' career prior to TCU wasn't all that glamorous. You have to remember, this is a guy that had had a, a poor career at, at California, and then it was brought back at SMU. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder. Um, it's going to be. I mean, these are all questions that we'll have. We won't be able to answer with 100 percent certainty until two or three years down the road. Let's get to break. When we come back, we got Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska to talk Husker Hoops versus Illinois tonight. Coming up next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.